The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for Cowboys Storyline. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm Nick Eatman here, and then let's roll here for another, let's say, 40, 45 minutes. We do have Mike McCarthy's press conference today. We're going to have to go just a tad uh, shorter than normal, but that's okay. We can still get a lot of calls in, a lot of questions. Make sure and call us, 888-855-2297. You can text at 817-290-3298. Uh, let's talk some Cowboys football. Cowboys and Patriots this Sunday, 325 at AT&T Stadium. It's been a long time since the Cowboys have defeated the Patriots at home. I think Bill Parcells was the coach for the Patriots last time that happened, 1996. Now, obviously, they don't play every year or sometimes every, what, eight years, really, when when, when you're talking about uh, the Patriots coming to uh, Dallas. But... Um, still, you know, with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, it's been tough to beat those guys. The Cowboys did win the last time that, that they played them in uh, New England. But uh, let's see if they can uh, get the win. And, of course, uh, Ezekiel Elliott coming back into town. Uh, he talked uh, some this week. This week at Yesterday had a, a story on the website from Patrick Walker about uh, his emotional return. Uh, also have a story about Tony Pollard and, uh, you know, saying, you know, he's leading the NFL right now in uh, carries. So he's kind of showing that, hey, you know, the, I'm, I'm built for this as well. Um, I can handle the, the heavy workload. Uh, but let's you know let's see how the season progresses. It's it's one thing to do it for three weeks. Let's see how you continue to do it. So it should be fun uh, with Zeke coming back in town. Bill Belichick, uh, the Patriots trying to get the two and two. Cowboys certainly don't want to be a two and two. They want to turn this around and get a win. Uh, injuries are going to be a, a big key this week. Uh, Zach Martin, I think, has a shot to play. Tyler Biotis, it, it might be a little tougher there at center uh, for him. Tyron Smith. Uh, We'll see. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he does not play uh, this game. So uh, there may be some moving parts on the offensive line. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's just start this thing off here. Darian in Houston, first caller. Darian, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Nick? How's it going, man? How are you? Good, man. Good, man. Just just chilling here at the house. Appreciate you taking my call in the last couple of days, man. It's been awesome. I appreciate you calling. I mean, I, hey, especially being the first one out of the out of the box. Out of the gate, yes, sir. Look, man, I just want to brag on you guys. I ran into Derek outside of AT&T before the Panthers game back in 21 and uh, called for him from a distance. He had to kind of like double take to make sure it was him I was calling for. And I asked uh, for a picture with him. He looked all taken back that I even asked for a photo. Uh, you know, we love the work y'all do. Um, also, I'm flying to the Monday night game against uh, the Chargers at SoFi. It'll okay. be my first road game, so maybe I'll run into you guys there. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let's just put some let's put some air quotes around road game. All right for for that. Uh, no, because it it won't. I'm, trust me, it won't be. It won't feel or sound like one. Now neither did Sunday against Arizona, and that didn't really seem to matter. But right. yeah, the Chargers though. Chargers at, at home. Uh, you know they're they're the third third best team in their own city uh, for their yeah. fans. Well, the Niners showed out more for the, than they than the Rams fans did, and they live oh, yeah. two and a half hours away. So, yeah. Well, the Niners have done that to, to lots of teams and lots of places. <laughs> what do you got? What's on your mind? Oh man, dude. Uh, Pats have two uh, big, strong backs. I think they'll try to you know really run on us to start the game. How can we better stop it this week? And um, have you heard anything on Maji Smith? 
Is his like development not going as planned? I know it takes a minute for DTs to develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to know what you've seen regarding his play time and maybe some of the stuff at practice. Yeah, uh, I know. I know he's really strong and he he was a good player at Michigan. Um, hopefully he rounds out by the end of the season, um, and he should because he's got an ass. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm uh, never going to live that one down. Uh, still don't know exactly which player I was even referring to there. Um, Mozzie Smith, I mean, 12, 12 snaps, I think, this last game. Um, and I think, you know, that you're expecting a little bit more from that from your first round pick. Uh, it's it's a rotational position. We understand that. But, I, I, you know, he's still developing. He's still trying to to kind of figure out uh, where, where he fits into this defense and also, you know, just playing in the in the NFL. Yes, he's strong. But, you know, there's there's more to it, obviously, than that. And so, you know, but but they need him. They need that type of player to kind of shore up the middle. If you can stop that in the middle, then it's then you're forcing teams to go to the outside. That's where the Cowboys' speed will kick into play. That's where they're they're fast linebackers. They can chase uh, the ball. But if you are just running right up the middle and you really don't have an answer for that, then you know that's that's going to be a problem. I think the Cowboys have to figure out their their fits, figure out where where you know their defensive tackles are lined up with the linebackers as well. Also have to keep containment there. I mean, Micah Parsons, those guys have to do a little bit better job on, you know, making sure that they don't the quarterback doesn't sneak out, the running backs don't sneak out on the outside. So so that that's gonna be uh the key right there is making sure that that, that the Cowboys, you know, just, just stop the run. I mean, that's that is gonna be a problem. And I, and you're right, the Patriots are gonna try to run the ball. As for Derek um not taking a picture. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Derek really do that a whole lot. Fans will stop, you know, every now and again. You take take a photo, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, he's not above it. I just I don't know if I've if I've seen that. If you told him you were from Houston, he probably would because that's obviously where he is from as well. All right, let's go to a uh, text message uh, from uh, Doug. He's uh, from Fargo, North Dakota, now living in Florida. Much uh, big change there. Patriots have me nervous after watching their games at the season start. I counted this as a win, thinking New England was not very good this year. Tight ends, running backs are much better than I expected. Two weeks, two week areas for our team. Your thoughts on being able to defend those two positions and any good Marion Barber stories? Um, let's talk about the running back. I mean, running backs and tight ends. I mean, that that's kind of that's why Belichick's always kind of had it. You know, he rotates those those running backs. He's always had different guys, but they're always pretty big strong guys uh you know that he's he's um you know he he can get it done there and, and tight ends of course when he when he had Gronk um he had had those guys I, I believe Hunter Henry now is is a, a tight end for him so you know he they, they they try to have safe throws for their quarterback they, they they try to let the other guys do the work Mike Jones is not going to go up and down the field I saw a stat the other day that when when he throws 35 or more passes they're one in nine um, so, you know, they don't want to get into a, 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 you know, throwing contest with, with, with Mac Jones and most quarterbacks kind of are the same way. I mean, when you happen to throw a lot, that, that probably means that you're behind and you're not going to win, but, um, that is, you know, th- that is, a um, something the Cowboys have to, to watch out for because New England does play like to play sort of an inside out type of, of scheme, um, which is going to put the Cowboys, you know, in harm's way if they don't. Uh, stop the run and, and make sure that, that the gaps are filled and contained also on the outside. Marion Barber stories. Um, let me think about that one a little bit. I mean, uh, there, you know, obviously a, a lot come to mind, but I'll, 
I'll never forget in 2008. It was um, he was he had just made the Pro Bowl in 2007, and he was really starting to be like, the barbarian and all that. And I think I could have the guy's name wrong. I think the linebacker's name was like Terrius George or something like that. He beat Marion Barber on a one-on-one drill in practice at Oxnard. Beat him on a drill. You know how that happens. Everybody starts yelling and all that. Oh, you beat the Barbarian and all that. Yeah, Marion didn't like that. So the, like about a few plays later, he made sure and evened it out and made sure that the guy went up against them again. And um, he didn't beat him on this drill. In fact, he got carried off by the uh, the trainers on that. He Marion got underneath him, put his head underneath him and blocked him and basically knocked him out. And so uh, he, he didn't win that, that drill or probably any more drills the rest of the day. And so that was one of those mentalities of Marion is like, okay, you got me, but you won't again. And that, you know, he played that way, um, you know, just, just, uh, just an outstanding player to watch, fun player to watch, obviously other, other factors in, involved with his life. And, and, you know, obviously a, a tragic end to, to his life. And, um, you know, but, but as a player, um, and, and a player that you admired. I mean, he was certainly a fan favorite by the way that, that he, he played the game, uh, for sure. All right, let's go to the next caller, Lucky Wilson in Indiana. Or Indiana. Hey, how, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, uh, I, I just wanted to make a statement first. I'm still mad at Patrick Creighton for dropping that ball in the, in the playoffs against the Giants. Um, but um, I wanted to ask you about uh, the Patriots DBs, and, and do you think we'll see any, any uh, downfield uh, throws um, this game. Let me ask you though: Do you th- how far do you think Patrick Creighton is running on that play? I always there's always a debate there. I mean, well, I mean, I just, I just wanted him to catch the ball. Would have been a first it. down. I'm 100. Yeah, percent Would have been a first I down. Mean, I just wanted the first down because after after that we punted the ball. Yeah. Uh, they got they got the excellent field position and we lost the game. Yeah. So I just I just wanted him to catch. I didn't want it. he didn't have to score a touchdown. I just wanted him to catch the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't mm-hmm. have he wouldn't have scored a touchdown. But you're right. He would have no. caught it. You know, we're only talking about a game 16 years ago. I mean, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. It it, it, yeah. it happens. There's there's some plays that I'm I'm still kind of upset about that happened like in the 90s <laughs> and 80s. Uh, it certainly <laughs> happens. I'll get over it one day, but yeah, maybe yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um. Patriots, Steve. Thanks for the for the call, Lucky. I, I appreciate that. Um, you yep. know, and I, I actually I love that. You know, I do. I just love the fact that that fans. That's what fans are. You know what I mean? Like like you, you still kind of think about certain plays. And you know, Giants won the, the the Super Bowl that year, and you know the Cowboys probably. I mean, they were a better team than than the Giants, but. Um, they weren't that day, you know. They 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 weren't able to to get them blocked that day. But but you know, if Creighton catches that ball first down, probably closer to to midfield, uh, and then you know that that could have changed the whole game. But uh, as for his question, um, I think the Cowboys. I think they they need to they need to throw the ball down the field a little bit more. Now they have to make sure that they get it blocked up front. You can't just stand in the pocket and, and throw it deep. But I, th- I think they need to figure out some ways to take some shots down the field early. That's what we talked about yesterday on yesterday's show with Danny McRae. Sometimes taking some shots sends a message whether or not you complete it or not. But it also can, can move some of the safeties back a little bit. I think that would help a little bit. Dak likes to throw it underneath. He likes guys Guys like Cooks crossing the field, tight ends as well. You throw the ball deep a little bit to Gallup, CD, push them back some. It should kind of soften up that middle a, a little bit. All right, let's go to the phone line again. Uh, Albert in Tucson, Arizona. Albert, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Um, good morning. Uh, first time calling the show, yeah. but um, I've been a uh, 
avid reader, listener since you guys started in like in early 2000s. Um, and um, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you Two so things. much. Okay. Um, do you think, um, and, and watching these past couple games, um, this, I guess they call it the big nickel, right? Their defense, mm-hmm. their, their shell defense. Right. Do you think, uh, and the NFL has uh, kind of already figured it out how to beat it? Um, because if you look at, like, the um, the uh, Cardinal game, you know, uh, those big plays, those big runs were, I, I, I think they were more um, them beating the the defense than error, uh, well, except for that one big pass where, where he caught, you know, 60 or 70-some yards wide open. Yeah, but... Um, do you think the NFL is caught up to to this scheme? And two, um, I think you got uh, yesterday. Rob called and and uh, he talked about Dak, and you felt a certain way. You could tell it in your tone of voice. Um, but let's be honest: when does the the clock start for like, you know, uh, Tyron Smith? Um, you know, we have his replacement on our team. Who do you think that is, Tyler? Tyler Smith, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's played great. Um, he was he had the knock on him as far as the uh, penalties, but I mean, let's be honest. W- what he's done is is above and beyond uh, that. Um, and you know, this this um, our front office had the chance to um, you know get the replacement in, in the guard and uh, second. Um, I mean, I hate to say this now, but and I know it's only one loss, but how about that? I mean, when does that clock start on that? Um, uh, I, I think he's hit his peak. I think he's hit his ceiling, and he's going to give us – that's it. I mean, with that interception is Dak the last three years. Not Dak the first part, but definitely um, Dak the last three years. And I think I speak okay. for a, a lot of Cowboys Nation. But anyway, okay. uh, thank you for what you're doing. Appreciate you. it. Go Cowboys. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And I think I speak for a lot of Cowboys Nation that that says that he's not that that he hasn't hit hit the peak. That he can he could be better. That that he is good enough to to go there. Now you're right. There are a lot of people that feel your way, and they feel this this way this week. They maybe didn't feel it as much last week. That's what happens in sports. This this is. This is the best roller coaster you could ever go on. Six Flags has nothing on being a Cowboy fan to go up, down, loops, round, backwards. You think it's over, now it starts again. That's what this is. That's what this is, and I get it. You want to be frustrated with that? Fine. He shouldn't have made that throw. That throw is what's bothering a lot of people. He didn't lose that game this week. I, I don't believe that. They needed to play better, but, but I mean, I've heard all the, the stuff, and, and you know, it, it's funny how— the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is the defense is getting somewhat of a pass. And I, I hear this, that, you know, Trayvon was out. Well, Trayvon's not coming back. He's not coming back. 
So not this year. Not this year. So they're going to have to figure that out. So what you saw in that game is, I mean, what what's going to be different coming forward? I'd like to think the offensive line is going to look a lot different for for the for Dak and, and the offense the next few weeks. So I'm not I'm not talking about excuses, but it just does, does seem like they they get the defense got a little bit of a pass because they had to deal with with Trayvon being out. You know that happened on Thursday, and and Thursday's when the domino effect started on the offensive line. Hey. If, if you want to think that about Dak, fine. The difference is is that the Cowboys don't really feel this way, and it's not as easy as you think to just say we're going to move move on from that. It, it, it's a very it's a tough decision because the way the league is set up, the way timing is, is that they have to make some of these decisions. Do you want to just pull the plug on this and 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 and, and just say we're moving on? I don't think they want to do that. I think they're trying to build around Dak. Uh, that's what they they tried to do, and and they're you know I think they are committed to him until something drastically different ha- happens, and I don't think we've seen that yet. As for Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, the clock the clock's been ticking on that. Uh, if that's the the analogy you want to use, uh, Tyler Smith, you know, here's my thing on that. I want to see where his best position is. I, well, I've seen it at tackle. Uh, I want to see w- what it is. Is it guard? Because if his best position is guard, I'm playing him at guard. That's the way that I, I would view it. I don't think everyone feels, feels that way. They want to make sure that left tackle spot is, is uh, solidified. But if, he is a, if he's an, a good left tackle in a great left guard, I'm playing him at guard. And I think we could, you can debate. You can find a lot of people that will debate that argument. But uh, Larry Allen could play tackle. He did play tackle. He was a better guard. Zach Martin is a better guard. He can play tackle. But I, I, I want to play the guy at a position where I think he's great. When I see this team get to the red zone and they get stopped at the nine-yard line, I want to see Tyler Smith out there inside of Ed Guard. Now, he was last week. I think he'll be better as, 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 you keep, as, as he keeps getting better you know, with, uh, with the injury. But I think that from a, a, from a strength standpoint, I like having some, some beef on the inside as well. Keep that middle. You can see that, that can make some, some moves – on when guys are coming from the outside, uh, we saw it last week. Coming from the inside, a little bit tougher uh, to do that. So, all right, let me get back to the uh, to the callers. Chris, if we have a caller on the line, you can just th- throw him out there. We have another call. Hello. Hey, how yeah. you doing, Nick? How's it going? Great, Harry, uh, Harry, Harry from Edison. All right, thank you. My computer <laughs> locked up on me, so I, I I couldn't I couldn't tell what it was. How all you right. doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I love the show. Uh, hey, I'm coming out from New Jersey to the game this weekend. All right. So um, my question is, I, I am a fan of Zeke's, but how, how how much do you think the home crowd is going to cheer for Zeke? And, uh, you know, should they every run, are they going to, no. you know, do the Zeke chant? And, <laughs> no. And, no. And my, <laughs> no. And <my> sec- <laughs> they cheer one time. They cheer one time. He gets a 14-yard run and starts doing the, the I'm ready to eat thing. Then the, now, you know, they'll start blaming Jerry for letting him go and all that kind of stuff. They, they'll do that. But, but no, I don't think they'll be cheering for Zeke uh, more than just, you know, hey, miss you. Hope you're doing well. Don't kill us today. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what I was thinking. So, all right. Thank you. I love the show. And, right. uh, hey, what's your favorite barbecue place in, uh, oh, in the area oh, there? Oh, man. Oh, um, 
you know, there's like a 26-way tie for that. Uh, thank you uh, for the call. You know, I got to right. be careful. You know, I'm not sure if we even have yeah. a barbecue sponsor. I think we do maybe. Yeah, so I got to be I, careful with that. I uh, figured. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, there's uh, – my, my favorite spots are the, are the ones where, you know, it's like the, the place is about to fall down, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, it, it's uh, you know, the smoke coming from the outside. And, you know, you got, you got the guy. It's like a – it's like – Pete's barbecue, you know, Pete's in the back slicing up and his, his wife is the one serving tea. Those are the ones that I like. Those those yeah. those joints that have been around for like 70 years. Love the those. The hole in the walls. Right, right, right. And, uh, and you thanks, can find Nick. those. Have a great day. All right, have a good one. Have a good trip down here. Uh, let's go to, well, here's a text uh, message from Casey Blackburn, Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm going way back to the early 2000s. Did you host the Jason Witten show on DallasCowboys.com? I think you did. Um... I did not. I I don't remember that show, honestly. I don't remember. If, if there was a show on DallasCowboys.com with the Jason Witten show, I would have liked to, to be the one host. I wish I did. I don't I don't recall us having that show. It would have been that would have been cool if we did. Um, and I'm, and he might have done some some shows. He he might have done something, you know, a night radio show or whatever, but just like a like a weekly so he did, regular when, show when we were on the ticket are you are you live, yes, I'm live right okay now. so when we, when we were on the ticket jason witten had the show that we'd probably take the audio and put on dallas Cowboys. Got it. didn't i didn't so, thank you i did not the same know thing that. we do now with zach martin all right chris that's chris being there um i didn't yeah i i definitely did not do that show on, on the radio um but would it be cool if we could do something like that now um what we did was Tuesday night at the ranch. Uh, that's when we first started, me, uh, myself, Mickey. Uh, and then at some point, I guess it was 19 years ago, about 2004 or so, that's when uh, Derek and I started doing the break just by ourselves. And that thing has evolved, and now we're, what, nine nine podcasts later. All right, let's go to Al in Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I wish I was better. I've had flu type A for the second time in Not 40 good. days. Not good. Sorry about that. No. Oh, you're fine. Hey, I have a uh, a question about our defense, and you might have already answered it with a caller a uh, few before me, but do you really believe that uh, people have found a way to scheme uh, to the defense that Dan Quinn has, or is it more of a problem with our discipline and our players not staying in their gaps and doing what they're supposed to or a combination? I've just been listening to DallasCowboys.com and other people that truly know about football and care about football, well, people like WWESPN. Uh, but that's my question. Is it is it A, B, or a combination? Well, I mean, I th- thanks for the call. I hope you feel better there, uh, Al. I, I think that... You know, there, there's going to be – we're going to find this out a little bit. I mean, it's, it's one game. It was a weird game that, that happened. Um, uh, thanks for the call, Al. Uh, but but I, I do think that, that, that over the time here of the next uh, couple of games, we're going to find out if teams have really figured out the Cowboys. I don't think that they, that they have yet, and they, they still have to figure out how to block Micah Parsons consistently. And so – when that if that happens on a week to week basis, then I think you you can say that. But but right now I'm going to go with you know it was it was one game. They're figuring out how to play without um, Trayvon Diggs, and uh, you know they and, and that didn't that didn't lead to 222 rushing yards. But I still think that they're still trying to figure out some things on on, on what they need to do on that end. All right, let is uh, let's move to 
Uh, let's take a break, actually. Let's take a break real quick on uh, Cowboys Storyline. We'll be right back. We'll take some uh, more phone calls and more texts. We'll be right back on Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, you're taking the great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline here, the second half of the show. So, had some good callers uh, so far. Already talking a little bit about Dak and and this offensive uh, line and the defense can can the defense uh, short up and and you know I mean those are good questions I, and I think that that's why they play seventeen games just so you can kind of so you get a better sample size of, of of what this looks like you know we we've seen some games in the past where just like what what was that you know and it was just kind of fluky um, maybe it starts a trend maybe it doesn't so uh, one thing that i that you can see about this team is you know they've they've been a pretty good football team for the last uh you know two and a half seasons now so you know and and they've bounced back from from losses uh pretty well so we'll see if they can do that if the focus is here this week i'm thinking that it will be you've got one of the greatest if not the greatest coach of all time coming into to town so if the if the cardinals can scheme things up to beat you like they did you know new england can as well so got to be ready for it all right let's go to the phone line we got william in west virginia william what's up man hey nick good to hear from you i love the show it's great thank you so much man one of my favorite one of my favorite cowboy fans of all time man how you doing I appreciate that. It means a lot. You, you're one. Of, I've been, we've come a long way from Tuesday night's chance at the ranch. I love it. It's great. Just gonna get better, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
my, my question, uh, well, my, first, my favorite classic player of all time is Harvey Martin. Okay. My question, okay, my question, um, Senator, I don't know if you remember, a long time ago you had a question on the show, if anybody remembered, who got five sacks in one game, and I remembered it was Jim Jeffcoat against the Redskins because I remember Joe Theismann saying, hey, I thought Harvey Martin retired. I didn't know who that guy was over there, but he knew who Jeffcoat was after that, that yeah, day. Definitely. And, and yeah. my second question is about Damone Clark. Do you think that he's – have you seen him make a nice progression from year one where he was kind of struggling with coming back from the injury? Have you seen a mark – he seems like he's moving better to me. I was just wondering what your take was on him. All right. I uh, appreciate that. My um, – Damone Clark – and thanks for the call, William. Uh, Damone Clark, I – I think we're still, you know, still trying to 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 get him to that to that level of of what he was in college, and that's that's for a lot of young players. I mean, that's that's typically the way it works. He still hasn't played a full season uh, in the NFL. He came in halfway through last year, didn't think he was even going going to play. So that was kind of the cherry on top. Uh, I still think he's he's you know recognizing things is still kind of the a challenge for him because once you see it. You'll be able to play faster. He's still, I think, in that in that process. He had eight eight tackles in the game the other day. Um, I'll be honest; I didn't remember a lot of them. Um, I, I do think there were some times he had trouble getting off blocks. So he's still, to me, in in a, a progress. Um, but I think he's got all the tools. He's a big, strong, fast guy. He's going to be a good player. I think he, you know, he stays stays next to uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. He's going to be a really, really good player. All right. Um, as for Harvey Martin, yeah, you know Harvey Martin. Uh, he was he was great. You know, I, I didn't really get. I followed him a little bit. You know, when I was really young, uh, he was kind of at the end of his career. Heard a lot of great stories, and and you talk to people that have been around for a long time, and they think which which player deserves to be in the Ring of Honor the most uh, that isn't. I mean, Harvey Martin's name gets up there a lot. Um, there's, he just, he was the all-time leader in sacks until DeMarcus Ware came in. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, he, he would, he would be a guy, I think you need to throw in there, um, uh, and at least into the, the consideration. I mean, Everson Walls would be one for me. Uh, I know Cornell Green gets mentioned some, um, maybe Charlie Waters, you just from, from that era. Uh, and then when you start, you know, getting into some of the, um, you know some of the the guys here in the last few years, uh, you, you know that that's happening as well. Demarcus Ware, I mean, obviously that that is going to happen this year, a Seattle game, I believe. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I'm Witten, um, Tony Romo, I can imagine that happened. But Harvey Martin certainly is a guy that they could throw in the mix there. All right, James in Midland, Texas. James, what's up, man? James, you there? All right. Let's move to another guy. Another guy. Let's go to uh, go to David in Fort Worth. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, David? What's up, man? I'm doing well, sir. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good. good. Hey, um, uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, the defense. I remember calling after the New York Giants game, and I said, you know, don't get too high on the defense. Don't get too low on the offense. And I just want to maybe remind people the same thing about this time. Like, don't get too low on the defense. I mean, um, you know, defenses have bad games. You know, let's hope that they don't try to. I hope that they don't try to overcorrect. Because uh, we really don't know who this defense is yet. You know what I mean? I feel like they're going to go back, watch the film, read their keys, and then come back and be that defense that we believe that they could be, and I hope that they are. Um, I also wanted to touch on uh, – I'm looking forward to this Christian Gonzalez versus C.D. Lamb matchup. Um, Christian Gonzalez is a local kid. I think I heard Brian Bottas talking about him 
He's a pretty good, pretty good corner man. A young guy. I want to see uh, how he matches up against C.D. Lamb. Hopefully, Lamb uh, eats his lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if, if I may, I wanted to talk about uh, Tyron. A lot of people have been talking about Tyron in your in your show mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, you know. And uh, I just, I just, from what I'm seeing, from my uneducated eye, when he's out there, he's still the goat, man. He's still really, really yeah. good. His problem has always been staying healthy, but. When you got something that good, you don't just throw it away. You ride it until the wheels fall off, until he can't go no more, you know. And um, I don't think that's that's that time just yet. I think he's still got a lot. And then my last thing, really quick, my favorite Marion Barber thing is what a lot of people probably remember is the greatest two-yard run of all time. I think it was in 2007 mm-hmm. against the Patriots when he broke, like, I think, uh, I may be wrong, but I think it was like 647 tackles, yeah. and he got two two yards. Yeah, so <laughs> I just want to be real quick, man. I appreciate you taking my call, and I hope you have a great day. All right, thank you, David. Appreciate that. Uh, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, the Marion Barber two-yard run we we mentioned that and and we uh did a documentary this past um month on uh the 2005 uh draft class it's just called class of 2005 uh we got to sit down um kevin burnett demarcus ware marcus spears uh also interviewed uh chris canty and then they they talked about marion barber as well it was a really nice uh, tribute uh i i thought to to marion and they they did mention they thought the greatest two-yard run of all time in that new england game which uh, with us playing New England, uh, maybe we should show that. Maybe we should get a good opportunity to throw that back out there. Christian Gonzalez, rookie from uh, uh, he's from the Colony, Texas, uh, which is uh, a place very close to where I live um, <laughs> in the Colony. Um, but uh, he's gone up against Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's he's you know for the first three games. He's a player that that is catching people's eyes like, oh, this could be defensive rookie of the year. He's played really well. And he's those are the guys that he's already had to face. So he's he's answered the challenge right off the bat. And so that that's a, a, a exciting for him. Uh, and I know Patriot fans are excited about the way he, he is. So uh, th- that's going to be a, a good matchup, too. Uh, and like you said about the defense, um, they're, they're, you know, we're still trying to figure out what they are now. Because what they were week one and two was, you know, an aggressive defense with with arguably the best one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and then a lot of good pass rushers behind him, um, solid linebackers, and then one of the best cover corners in the NFL, and a big group of safeties as well. Well, now one of those is gone, and, and Trayvon Diggs. So now you've got good corners. Uh, Stephon Gilmore has been really great in his career. I think he's 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 really good right now. Deron Bland's getting to to that stage as well. So they they have to figure out how to play like this. That first game against the Arizona was not, uh, hopefully for them, not indicative of how things are going to be. All right, Kent in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Kent, what's up? Hey, morning, Nick. Um, I I called in a couple of weeks ago. You guys were talking about our expectations for the season, and I said I felt like anything short of a Super Bowl was going to be a bust, and then they gave us a lack of discipline in Arizona and got my expectations back in order, I guess. Um, My biggest concern this week is um, what are they doing for the offensive line and how limited are we going to be on our play calling? Um, You know, I... I... (laughs) It's a good question. I mean, I, I think I think the uh, the offensive line. I think it has to be a little bit limited. You know, what I mean, I think you, you you do need to 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 you know scale it back in some ways. You got to make sure that the offensive line is is 
capable of, of being comfortable out there. I mean, that's what what they need to do is 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 when they when they make the calls, don't don't overextend what these guys can or cannot do. Um, and so I think it'll be a little bit different. Even if the same guys are out this week, I think it'll be different. Just from the simple standpoint of these guys are getting more practice reps and weren't just thrown into it. It was a mess just being on the field 30 or an hour before the game, trying to figure out who's playing, who's not playing. Is Tyron out there? Is he going to go? And, and I think that it was kind of a whirlwind in the 24 hours leading up to the game on what's going to happen with the offensive line. They moved the ball pretty well, but they did have some, some breakdowns. So I do think that it, it'll be better for them if if it's a situation where they're practicing a little bit more. All right. Let's go to the calls again here. We've got we've got uh Camille in Texarkana, Texas. Camille, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You sound a lot like somebody I know. Man. No, no. Yeah, sure you do. You sound like my mother actually. Oh, this is this is one of those moments right here. Yep. This is my mother yep. right here. Camille. I don't call her that. I call her I call her mom. So, mom, what did I, did I do something wrong? What what happened? No, I mean, I no, I, no, I no, took no, out the trash. No. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. What 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 happened? <laughs> well, I just wanted to let you know I love your show. Thank you. And I've been following you for years and and years and, and years and years. Same. And, uh, I've been following you as well. Thank you. <laughs> and I love your books and your articles. I, I I read them all. But I do have a question for you. Okay. You might have already answered this already, but who who did not play last week that we were missing that is healthy enough to come back this week? Who are we going to see in the lineup? All right. Um, is there anything else? I don't want. I wouldn't ever want to just cut you off and say thanks for the call. So, is there, is there any <laughs> anything else? Uh, I miss seeing you, and All hope right. the family's doing great. That's All right. It. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That is my okay. mother, Camille, from Texarkana, Texas. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think I think Zach Martin has the best chance of the guys that that, that did not play last week. Um, Tyler Biotish, I still think, is a little bit away. But he, he we'll find out today. Today's a, kind of a big day. It's just Thursday. It was a big day last week for for wrong reasons. Um, you know, let's let's maybe they kind of lessen the intensity a little bit in practice. That's when Biotish got hurt last week, and of course that's when Trayvon Diggs got hurt. Um, but I think Zach Martin probably has the best chance, um, but I will I will feel better about answering that once we see practice uh, later today. So I don't know about you guys, but I mean, my number one fan has always been my mom. I mean, always. And so that doesn't change. Uh, I, remember, I remember when I first started working for the Cowboys, I, I was writing articles, and she would print them out and put them in a folder. And that was like two or three a day. And she's like, "Here are the articles." And I'm like, "You know, I don't know. If, I don't know what you know. If the ink cartridges are going to hold up here because I'm going to be doing this for a while. Like, you want to keep printing out? Like, that's that's great. But like, it's you know, it's going to, you know. And then we started losing games, and she printed out, you know, Cowboys fall to the Eagles, and so she's like, "I think I'm changing that." Um, all right, let's go. Uh, let's go back. Let's try this again. James in Midland. James, what's hey. up? Hey, how you doing, Nick? Great show, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling back. All right. Yeah, I lost connection a while ago. But I wanted to say I've been a Cowboys fan since I could walk, uh, since back in the 70s. And the last uh, championships, uh, the 92 season, the 93 season, and the 95 season, I had kids those years. But don't let 
expect me to have any more so that we can win Super Bowls. <laughs> but the thing I want to say is that I'm beyond, I'm past the Cardinals game because that was just an anomaly in the, in the season. And I feel like it was something that the team really needed because I believe that everybody had started drinking the Kool-Aid and thinking that, you know, that the team just had to get on the field and just show up and they could beat anybody. But they had to realize that the Cardinals have uh, professional players on that team to get paid as well. Right. And they couldn't just show up and win. But I think the kick in the toe for them that will wake them up and let them realize you have to be prepared. So that's all I wanted to say. I hope you have a good show. Thank you. And go Cowboys. Thank you, James. Um, yeah, if that wasn't a wake-up call, then you, you're just – you're going to stay asleep forever. I mean, that, 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 that has got to be um, something that that, that game just to, to realize that you're right. I mean, Arizona can beat you and not only beat you, but, but they outplayed you. They out, they out coached them. They outplayed them. They, they out schemed them. Um, you know, that's, that's what it was. And so you can't just roll the ball out and say, well, we're, we're going to win. Cause we've got, you know, Micah Parsons and, and you've got, Dak in this, you know, uh, CD Lamb. You can't do that, and 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 that that was a good indication of that. So I I'd like to see how they respond. Like I said earlier, they have typically responded well. Uh, we haven't seen two losses in a row really since I think 2020. Um, so the season. So I, uh, I I expect McCarthy to have them ready this week. All right, last caller here, G in New Jersey. G, what's up, man? What's up, Nick? Listen, man, um, putting Arizona game behind us, I do think the boys will come out uh, rolling this week. Uh, it's going to be a, a good game because I do think New England has a way. Um, I mean, they have the goal at coaching with Belichick, and you know, defensively they'll be ready. We know that for sure. Right. Um, but I do have a point, Nick. Um, I, I want to get this. You know, um, I spoke to you guys a few weeks ago, and I said speed on offense. Uh, this might be the best uh, team speed that we have offensively in a long time. But I do think we're lacking speed on defense, right? Like, if we watch the game, you can notice that uh, Gilmore uh, and Leighton Van Der Esch are, are slow on the field. I want to know what you think about that. And I also want to know what you think about um, – you know, up front, I'm tired of musical chairs on the offensive line, right? Would you consider, if you were in a position, uh, sliding Tyler back over to tackle, uh, putting Adoga at guard, and making Tyron, who's always hurt, uh, the swing tackle going forward um, so that we can preserve his health? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, the the thing about, about Tyron is um... – you know, I, I I think they're gonna try if he's healthy to play. I think he's gonna try to, you know, they're gonna try to make him a starter because I still think that he's he's a he's a really good player when he when he's out there. Um, I I don't know all of the details regarding his injury right now, but I do think that 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 there's some talk about everything's on the table. Um, I think I think Tyler is I think he's probably a really good guard. I mean, but I think he can play tackle as well. And I think the difference between him at tackle and guard is not as great as the difference of Chuma Idoga at guard and tackle. I think he's more of a guard. I'm not sure TJ Bass isn't a better guard either. So you, it comes down to your five best linemen. It always has. I know that's cliche, but it's true. It does come down to the five best linemen that can work to, together the best. And so I think, 
you know, if if they can get Tyron healthy, then I, you know, I think Tyron and Tyler Smith on the left side is is your best combination. But if he's not, then I think I think they probably will move Tyler Smith eventually back to to left tackle and then figure out one of the guards at Chuma or by uh, TJ Bass. Uh, as for team speed, yeah, speed is it matters on on all sides of the ball, and um, you know, I, I think we're we're seeing a little bit of that. Uh, on, on the defensive side, but it's also about awareness, figuring that out. The Damone Clark could probably run, you know, just as fast as any of these guys out there. But sometimes when you're just, you know, when it comes to awareness, you've got to figure that out. Leighton uh, Van Der Esch, the same thing. I mean, I think Leighton's fast enough to 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 make plays. I mean, if you're looking at the Rondale Moore touchdown, that was perfectly schemed uh, away from him, and he's not going to chase that that running back. He's not going to not going to chase a lot of those speedy running backs, but. Um, the, they, you know, Arizona did a nice job on that play. Uh, let's just see. Let's see how it goes. If if, they, if they're really lacking speed, they've played. They've moved around very fast the first two games. The third one, kind of flat-footed a little bit. Let's see if if that's a trend. Uh, obviously, we hope that it is not. All right, let's go. Uh, let's finish this show because we do have. A uh, Mike McCarthy press conference will be going now. Also, uh, Cowboys break here in a few minutes. Uh, they will go at 11 o'clock. So we will see you guys tomorrow. On Friday, we'll, t- we'll talk and uh, make some predictions here on the Cowboys and the Patriots. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?